dearly. Amen. Words cannot express how much I really love and appreciate all of you for all you do for the kingdom of God. Amen. You guys are just great. You know, you, you never give a pastor a card or stuff before he has to preach. <laughs> it's like you. It's, it's like you want me to cry and stuff. <laughs> It is so good to be here. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to sing one more song, amen, before I preach. Is that okay? <laughs> no, my wife says no. <laughs> amen. Right, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 6. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18. <laughs> And then we'll get there. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion have light with darkness, and what concord have Christ with Belial, of what part have he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God have said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today, the characteristics of a father. The characteristics of a father. Father, we love you. We truly appreciate you, God, and all that you do for us, O oh God. Great is thy faithfulness towards us, Lord. You are great and greatly to be praised. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O oh God, and lead us and guide us that when we leave this place, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed and the power and glory of all you do, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you may be seated. Amen. The characteristics... Of a father, amen. Sometimes we can begin to look at our world and the way it is going, amen. And we can begin to blame other people and we can begin to blame uh, the way the world is turned upside down. But I have come to realize that the changing thing that will change this world is when fathers are in their rightful place, amen. We have to have fathers to be able to follow the principles and the examples that God has established for each of us, amen, in our home front, amen, as we go through day to day in life. There has been a things that uh, you see billboards and things now it is trying to get fathers back into their rightful places and to take the leadership role of their homes so that their families would have that stability and, and stableness in their homes and have someone of good, strong character and more value that they can look to. Solomon begins to tell us in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6 and 7, that most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness but a faithful man who can find. He says, the just man walketh in his integrity, and his children are blessed after in him. To me, he's placing this right on the 
a sphere of, of on the centerfold of being a father. Because there's nothing like being that established pillar in the home than a father. Children and spouses need, amen, a father to look to for directions and guidance in their home. Paul begins to tell the church at Galatia, he says, For we're all, amen, the children of God, if we have faith in Jesus Christ. He says, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ's. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Throughout Scripture, we find that Abraham is known and called as the father of the faithful. Amen. And so we have to realize that God has placed in places a father for a special purpose and for a special role uh, in his kingdom. Amen. Because one, he's our heavenly father, and therefore we are to pattern our lives after him. So what are some of the characteristics of a father? A father, first and foremost, is faithful. He must be faithful to his God. He must be faithful to his wife. He must be faithful to his children. He must be faithful to his church, uh, to those he calls his friends, and those he uh, employed by, uh, and faithful to his community. A man, Paul says, amen, must be found Faithful. A father has got to be faithful because his heavenly father is faithful. And there's none faithful like God. Uh, as you can see, he is the faithful God. He's called the faithful God because he is our heavenly father. A father has to be an airplane. Doesn't make sense, does it? He has to be an airplane. If you stop and think about airplanes... You got many different types of shapes of airplanes. Some are small and some are big. But an airplane has to be able to carry more than just itself. Some airplanes may have one seat that can propel himself, but then you get to larger airplanes, and these airplanes are able to carry excessive weight and excessive cargo and carry more than just themselves. Uh, sometimes as a father, you will find yourself not only just carrying you, but you will find yourself carrying the weight of your whole family. You will find the, what, yourself carrying the weights of others uh, that's around you because you must be able to propel above the situations and the circumstances that you're facing uh, in your life. The Lord says uh, to Moses about the children of Israel, He says, I have borne you on eagle's wings and I brought you out on eagle's wings. Uh, sometimes as a father, you're going to have to pick your family up uh, and it's going to be heavier than what you want to carry. Sometimes the circumstances and the situation is going to weigh you down, but this is why God, uh, if you notice in airplanes, they all operate and use the same kinds of fuel. Uh, it's called jet fuel, and it must be able to propel them to a certain height and a certain level uh, above the sky. And so therefore, amen, you're going to have to have the Holy Ghost uh, to be able to pick you up uh, above the situations 
problems and the circumstances and the weights you're going to have to carry as a father. Sometimes it might start out light, but then again, you may have a Cessna, but just you and your wife, but then all of a sudden, children and grandchildren comes along and Pretty soon you might need a 747 to, to be able to carry the weight in the cargo and sometimes you might have tanks that you need to pick up and you might need a C-17 to, to be able to get you higher and to pick you up. Amen. You will find that you've got to be stronger than just yourself and this is why the traits of character of Almighty God has got to be in you. Amen. And God designs us so that we can and propel above the situation because the father is the stability point in the home and he can't just sit there. He's got to be able to rise above. The father must also be a teacher and trainer. Solomon says, train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, 4, says, you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bringing them up in the nurture and the admonishing of the Lord. Notice, he's got to be a teacher and he's got to be a trainer. This is why, you know, when you look at this, amen, there are certain uh, values and principles that God wants in all of us. And so, therefore, his this father's responsibility uh, to teach the principles of God and, and the ways of God. This is why, from the onset, Moses told the children of Israel, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is, is one Lord, and you must, amen, teach these things diligently to your children, and you should talk about him when you rise up, and you talk about him when you're in the world. You talk about him when you lie down. He says, you put it as frontless for your eyes and your, on your hands and on your gateposts and, and on your doorposts. Uh, these things of the qualities and the traits of Almighty God falls to the Father to teach uh, and to train His children in the right way. It's not the church's responsibility, amen, to teach children in the home the right ways in the things of God. It is the Father responsibility. It is the Father's responsibility to make sure that they understand the ways uh, and the situations of God. You see, the Father, Solomon says, uh, you train up a child in the way he should go. From the time he opens his mouth uh, and he starts to be able to talk, uh, you need to teach him the ways of God uh, to be able to hear and to understand the directions that are given and that uh, as they begin to grow and as they get to a certain point uh, in life, amen, then you now must channel them in a different direction to get them on the right path uh, of what you want them to know and to learn and to grow into. It is the Father's responsibility. Yes, sometimes they may push your button, uh, but you still have got to keep them in 
the right way and in the right pathway. Amen. You give them some lead way. You give them some line. This is all part of teaching and part of training. But never forget the basic principles of the things of God. The hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and you must love him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Teach them character. Teach them the value of life. Teach them how important they are. Not only to you, but to God Almighty. If they have this understanding from the beginning, teach them the rights from wrong. Teach them how to live. Teach them how to prepare for life and the things. Teach them that realize they will understand there's going to be trials. There's going to be situations. There's going to be circumstances that come in life. But if they stay close to God, if they trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not to their own understanding, He will be able to help them get through it. So Father has to be a teacher. He's got to be a trainer. They must be able to see in you, Christ, the hope of glory. The Lord makes a comment about Abraham. And he says, Amen. In Genesis 18, verse 19, he says, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken to him. Notice, God says, I know Abraham, and he's going to command his children and his household after him. See, because Abraham had a relationship with God. And this is why fatherhood must be important uh, uh, in the home. And the father must have that responsibility to be able to show the children the right way. Teach them the right way. And this is well pleasing to God. See, he says, I know he's going to command his children and his household. What? After me. He's going to teach them the laws. He's going to teach them the principles. He's going to teach them the right ways so that they won't forget it. And that's it's so important. And the characteristics of a father is to be able to teach them the truth. Teach them what true religion is all about. Teach them how to be fair. Teach them how to have justice. Teach them how to make right choices and right decisions based on the Word of God. God. We've got to have the truth, amen, in every household and in every family. And God says, I can depend on Abraham to do this. Teach it and train it. Isn't it amazing? It's not even the teachers at school's responsibility to teach your children. We can blame the schools all day long. But it goes right back to the household. All these institutions and everything is just an extension of what is being taught in the home. Say, it's the father's responsibility to teach those children. From the time they open their mouth, from the time they talk, 
Benjamin Franklin says that the first lesson you ever teach your children is that of obedience. Teach them to obey. Teach them to obey God. Teach them to obey you. Teach them to obey authority. Teach them. Train. Solomon says, train up a child. How do you want it to go? They say the way you're being a twig is the way it's going to grow. So you have to see children as a twig that you're bending in the right way. Direct them in the right way. From the time they can talk, teach them the right way. Teach them how to speak right. Teach them how to say things right. Train them. Train them. A father must be a hero. You know, the world wants to have all these superheroes. Everything is a hero. Everybody is a hero. No, everybody is not a hero. To me, a hero is a father. A father that's serving God. A father that's living for God. A father that's setting an example for God. Amen. To me, is a hero. Amen. He must be admired and analyzed, amen, for his courage and his outstanding achievements uh, and his qualities that he has within himself. He must be able to display bravery and chivalry and gallantry and loyalty and courage in his life. Amen. Because this This is what the world needs to see, amen, today. And this is what a child is looking for in a father. Jesus Christ displayed all the hero values uh, that one could ever want to be uh, and be able to see. You see, a father must be able to deal with adversities and hardships and dangers that threaten his family. He must be willing to take a stand, amen, the things that comes against his family and then that might try to destroy his family. He's got to be strong. He's got to be brave. He's got to be courageous. Uh, He's got to be loyal, amen, in all that he does. Uh, And at the end of the day, it's got to be about his family. It's got to be as he's willing to die for his family, amen. Jesus Christ was willing to die for his. Uh, So I ask you, as a father, are you willing to die for your yours. You must be a hero. Amen. And all that you do. Did your children say, my father is my hero? Or did they say, Superman is my hero? Batman is my hero? Who's your their hero? You must be their hero, dads. You've got fathers. You've got to be their heroes. They got to look to you. They got to know you're brave. They got to know that you'll take a stand for right versus wrong. Amen. That's got to be your hero. Father must be ethical. He must have a good, strong moral stand and standards and conduct. He must have strong ethical behavior. Paul told Timothy. He said, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word. And then he hits this word, conversation, which means behavior. Let your behavior, amen. The golden rule is that thing of ethics that says, do unto others 
as you would have them to do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. You must be strong in your integrity and and your walk with God. Uh, amen. As a father, amen. You've got to be have a good, strong ethics uh, about yourself. Amen. Uh, you've got to be willing to treat others the way that you want to be treated. Uh, you've got to be a good example setter of discipline uh, in your own life. Amen. You You've got to be watchful. You've got to be right. Uh, amen. You've got to have a perfect manner. Amen. That others are watching you and that you realize I'm going to do the right thing. Amen. When no one is watching me. Amen. You've got to be dressed ethically. You've got to eat ethically. You've got to conduct yourself ethically as a father. People are watching, they're looking. Be ethical about who you are. Have strong integrity. If you notice with Job, after Satan talks to God and he gets the authority to tempt God, the first time he takes all of Job's material possessions and family. But then the second thing he comes after is Job's integrity. God says to Job, he says, Have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him, and yet you move me against him, but yet he still retains his integrity? See, and Job's wife comes to him, and she says to him, Do you retain your integrity forever? Why don't you curse God and die? And Job says, you speak as the most foolish woman speaks. Shall we not receive both good and evil at the hand of God? Job's friends uh, began to talk to Job. And Job says, as long as I live, I will not violate my integrity. If you ever notice in the whole book of Job, after Satan realized that Job is not going to compromise his integrity, You don't read about Satan anymore in the whole book. Don't read about him anymore in the whole book. See, as a father, you've got to hold tight to your integrity. See, your integrity is no more than the value you place upon yourself. How valuable are you? You should realize uh, how valuable you are to God. And uh, this is why you need to to hold your integrity because you are representing God uh, in the earth. And He's a God of righteousness. uh, And He's a God of truth. Uh, This is why Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. and, And I am the life. And no man can come unto the Father but by me. You see, the world today is trying to destroy the truth. From out of man is trying to take the integrity of a man away. But as a father, we must cling to our integrity. We must hold firm to our integrity and never let it go. 
Praise God. A father must be reliable. and He must be dependable. He must be there all the time. Amen. And his family must know that he's dependable and he can be counted upon and he will do what he says he will do. If he says he's going to be there, he's going to be there. Amen. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Amen. He's got to be reliable and he's got to be dependable. Of not, they will lose confidence in him. This is why the writer of Hebrews 10 says, Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. The just has got to live by his faith. Amen. God is a faithful God. He's a dependable God, because He's your Heavenly Father. He's going to show up. He's going to be there right on time. Amen. You can rely upon Him. You can depend upon Him. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Just don't lean to your own understanding. Just hold on and see Don't He shows up. When God says, I will come, He will come and will not tarry. Amen. He's reliable. And he's a dependable one. This is why we are patterning our lives after him. Amen. Our father must be compassion. We know the story of the prodigal son. And we hear about him so much. Amen. And so the father's son comes to his father and he says, Father, give me the portion of my inheritance which falls to me. And he divided to him his living. And the Bible says, not long after he took his journey and he went into a way for country and he wasted his living on riotous living. And not after, not long after, there arose the famine. Amen. And he was broke. He had nothing. Amen. But then he finally the job uh, feeding pigs uh, in the in the in the desert, should you say, Amen. And as a result, he comes to himself, and he says to himself, "How many hired servants do my father, and they have food enough to despair, and I perish in this pig pen." He says, this is what I will do. I will arise and I will go to my father and I will say to my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against thee and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. Man, as he's coming, the father sees him and the Bible says the father runs to him and he have compassion upon him and he embraces him and the son says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against thee, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the Father says, bring the best robe and put it on him. Bring and put shoes on his feet and put a ring on his finger and kill the fatted calf. And let's be married if this my son was lost. He's found, he's dead, and he's alive again. And they began to make merry. No Notice what the father says. He says, bring the best robe. Amen. A father 
must always teach his sons and teach his daughters righteousness because your heavenly father is a God of righteousness. It is the robe of righteousness that every child of God must be adorned in because the robe of righteousness is the white linen of the saints of Almighty God. And so a father must teach his children in the ways of righteousness, how to do what is right, how to live right, how to be right. When you see me walking, I've got to be right. When you see me standing along, I've got to be right. It is designed by Almighty God that the father teaches his children the right way and to be an absolute righteousness. Then the father says, bring shoes and put on his feet. You see, the shoes not only represents the peace, he must learn how to operate in peace. He must learn how to stand in peace. This is why Paul says to the church at Philippi, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Isaiah says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. A father must teach his children how to be at peace, how to live in peace, how to operate in peace, not to have torment in your life. You need to learn how to teach, how to be at peace with others around you. Then he says, put a ring on it. In other words, authority. Give him authority back. Restore his authority. You've teached him how to have peace. You're teaching them now how to have righteousness. Maybe you've taken their authority away. Maybe because they was disobedient and they didn't do what you told them to do. But now you've had an opportunity to teach righteousness. You've had an opportunity to teach peace. Now give them the authority back. Because they're at a point in their lives that they now need to make some authority, authoritative excuse me, decisions in their lives. Are they going to live by the righteousness you taught them? Are they going to live by the peace that you've taught them? Amen. Give them the authority back. Jesus gives us the authority. He gives us the Holy Ghost. He gives us the power to operate in His name. Amen. If you've got the Holy Ghost, then you've got the authority of the Father. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, then you should know how to walk in righteousness and live in righteousness and live in peace and to do what is right. Amen. At every junction and every situation. Amen. Because your Heavenly Father is bestowing these things and a Father has the responsibility to put these things upon his children and upon his household as well. Amen. And notice he says, let's kill the calf. Let's make merry. Let's put the blood on the house. Amen. Let's have a good time in the Lord. Amen. Because we're representing the almighty God. You've got to have compassion. 
You've got to have forgiveness. These are some of the characteristics of a father. I know Abraham, God says, is going to command his household after him. Wow. Because he's our father, and we have to command our household after him. Maybe today you're here, you know, and maybe you don't have a father, or maybe, you know, your earthly father didn't treat you right, didn't do what is right. But I come to tell you today, you've got a good, good father. His name is Jesus Christ. And all he says is just come out from among them and touch not the unclean things and I will be a father unto you and you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. What a faithful friend. What a father. Amen. That will love us will protect us, that will train us, and will lead us, and he will guide us, and he will always be there for us. Let's stand this morning. Do you need a father today? Do you need someone that would just embrace you and hug you Give you affirmation, you know, of who you are and encourage you. I want to encourage us today. If you're here, amen, and you have your family with you, amen, as a father, amen, I'm going to ask you to, to take, your, take your family and, amen, and come to the altar, amen, and just embrace one another and, and pray and, you know, and just ask God to, to strengthen you and to, to guide you and to help you in, in the areas that you may feel that you've fallen short in in, in some ways. And, and allow God that opportunity to strengthen you as a family. And I pray there's something I've, I've said or spoken here that, you know, would, would cause us as fathers to realize the value and the importance of things that God has placed upon us. Amen. He wants us to represent him today. Amen. If you don't have your children, just husbands and wives. Amen. Amen. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're here and you don't have a family, hey, just join in with one uh, another family. You can join in with us. Amen. We'd love to have you. Amen. So I'm opening the altar. So go ahead and start coming if you would today. Amen. And